Hi, Avril here from Access Credit Union. We are delighted to once again sponsor the Star Sports Podcast. As part of our range of new business loans, we now offer Cultivate Farm Finance, the farmer-friendly loan package. With a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by Access Credit Union. To find out more, go to accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate, call me on 085 268 2727 or 028 21883, where a member of our team will be happy to help you with your inquiry. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. It's a ladies football special on the show this week and we'll be joined by Cork and Kinsale footballer Orla Finn to chat about life under new boss Shane Renane and their progress in the National League so far. We're also going to be joined by Brian McCarthy and Anne O'Grady the management team who guided the West Cork ladies to their first ever county title in 2020. We asked them about the disbandment of the West Cork ladies team and what it means for the game in the region. But we're going to start with the return of the West Cork rally, which returns to the roads this weekend after two years away, thanks to COVID. And Kieran, it's fair to say there is huge anticipation amongst the motorsport community in West Cork as we edge closer to start time. 100% Jack. Clannacilty will be the rally capital of Ireland this weekend and with a good reason it's the return of the Clannacilty Park Hotel West Cork rally. So just a couple of details for our listeners. The ceremonial start is this Friday at 7.30pm in Connolly Street in Clannacilty and in the action on the road gets underway on Saturday with eight stages that include Artfield, Hayes Cross, Sam's Cross and Ross Moor. Then on Sunday, there's, there's six more stages, including the iconic ring, which will be run twice. And then the finish ramp is at 4 p.m. on Sunday, back in Pierce Street in Clannacilty. And there, it's a who's who of Irish rallying at this weekend's West Cork rally. And it's great to see, too, this huge local interest, massive local interest. And we have a, we have a lot of local drivers, too, inside in the, the top 20 seeds. We'll have Daniel Cronin from Ballylicky seated at number seven. Owen Murphy from Ovens is seated at number nine in his Ford Fiesta R5. The man was David Guest is seated at number 10, also in a Ford Fiesta Clannacilty, the hometown hero, Cal McCarthy, is seated at number 16. We've Jason McSweeney from Dunmanway, seated at number 18. And another clan man, Kevin Kelleher, is seated at 19. So huge local interest and in all the classes too. So all eyes will be on Clannacilty this weekend for the West Cork Rally. Like I said earlier, the action is on Saturday and Sunday. So if you're looking for something to do this long weekend, I think you'll, you'll definitely find a good perch to, to watch the action unfold and watch the the best local drivers and the best Irish drivers in action in West Cork. And of course, Ireland's premium motorsport journalist, Martin Walsh, has a two-page spread in this Thursday's Southern Star with all the details you need. So be sure to pick up a copy of the Southern Star if you're in West Cork this weekend and want to find out more about that rally. Now, Kieran, before we switch our focus to the ladies' game, we have to quickly touch on Cork's dismal loss to Mead in Navin at the weekend and the fact that Keith Rickenside are now staring down the barrel of a real relegation dogfight during the next two rounds of fixtures. Before I get your thoughts though, I want to play some audio from League Sunday on RTE and Colin O'Rourke's comments where he labelled the Cork performance as pathetic. Cork were, were pathetic really. Pathetic is a very strong word to use about Cork. Why? Well, 
they lacked even the basic skills of the game and it's no surprise that they are at the bottom of the uh, second division and, and they look as, as if they're going the whole way down. Ty Corkery takes a lot of steps and a bad hand pass. Ian Maguire, which uh, is featured twice and this is a bit unfortunate because he was one of the better players to constantly carry the ball into contact. Paul Ring, he can't even solo. Cahal Deneen, pass behind. This sort of thing happened all day long. Easy wides, loss of possession. I think there was about 15 of those to choose from throughout the game. And Cork now looked like a side who are in, in danger of going down to the third division and ending up in the Talchin Cup because they're on the same side of the draw as Kerry. I cannot see them winning that one. So if they're relegated, they'll be playing in the second grade competition. But nobody should have any pity for anybody who's in that competition because you're getting seven league matches and you're getting a couple of championship matches. So if you're not able to win from that position, then you can have no complaints. No, but the, the Kieran, your initial thoughts on hearing that analysis from Colm O'Rourke? Harsh words from, from Colm, in fairness. Like, I wouldn't go so far as call the, the, the Cork football team pathetic. I think that's... Uh, that's going. That's that's crossing uh, crossing the line, really. But um, there's no denying Jack Cork are in big, big trouble. They're in serious trouble. Winless after five games in Division Two, and last weekend's loss to Mead. The performance was very, very disappointing. Very few pos- positives for for Cork to to hang some hope off going into their last two games. That's starting at home to Down this Sunday, then away to Offaly next weekend. We've been saying on the podcast for a while that um that this is a big job that Keith Ricken has on his hands. But we've also been saying that Cork needs some results too, just to show that this is moving in the right direction. But Cork just are not getting the results right now. There's flashes of performances during games. I think of the home games against against Clare and against Galway. There were periods in both games where, where Cork, Cork, looked, Cork, Cork looked okay. Um, but then you have that the, the Derry performance and then that lost to Mead last weekend. And it just, it leaves Cork rooted at, at the at the foot of Division 2. And they're in big trouble, Jack. There's no getting away from that. Like, they're home to down on Sunday. And this is the bottom two teams meeting each other. And this is a must win for Cork. It just, they really just have to win this game. If, if they lose this game, it's almost all over. So even though it's just a league, the pressure is starting to build on Cork because... They need a result, they need a performance and they need the players to stand up and throw it all about on Sunday. This is the big one, Kieran, and there's obviously going to be plenty of coverage of it in this Thursday's Southern Star as well. But as I mentioned, we're going to focus primarily on ladies football on this week's show. And Shane Renane's team, he's the new manager, obviously struggled at the start of the campaign, losing their opening two fixtures but seven points from today's guest against Waterford ensured survival in Division 1 and Orlefin just continues to, to star for this Cork side here and she's been one of the top players in the country for a number of years now and she's becoming more and more crucial to their success on the field Her longevity is a credit to Orlefin I think anyone who knows Orla they're probably not surprised that she's still going strong like she's um, she's turning 30 quite soon she'll, she'll tell us in our in our upcoming chat, but she's still a key player for Cork. Like you said, against against Waterford in that must-win league game a couple of weeks back, she scored, um, was it seven points she got that day? And that was the difference between Cork winning that game and Cork losing and finding themselves in a, in a relegation battle. With the change of management too, Orla Finn is one of the more experienced players. Like her, she's a, she's a really important role in this team, along with Kiro Sullivan and, and the likes of Martin O'Brien, players who've, who've been that and done that and who've won All-Irelands in the past because... Shane Ronane, the new manager, has brought on board, uh, um, well, he's brought online and given the chance to a couple of, of younger players. So those younger players to walk into a dressing room and to see Orla Finn sitting there and be able to, to pick her brains and learn from one of the country's top forwards, like that's invaluable for, for, for those young players. And I think the, the good news too for, for Cork football is that Orla Finn is, is back again this year. Um, I asked her about that, whether she was almost contemplating stepping aside after after last season. Um, obviously, there was a change in management and, you know, when a new manager comes in, it's almost the start of a new project, but the, the appetite from, from Orla Finn is still there. And for Orla now and the Cork football team, they've six, seven weeks to, to train ahead of the Munster Championship in, in early May. So she's in good form as she talks to us about the, the positives and negatives from Cork's league campaign. 
The National Football League is over for the Cork Ladies footballers, but we're delighted now to be joined by Cork forward Orla Finn to, to look back on the, the, the last couple of weeks and the last couple of games, but also look forward to the season ahead. Welcome back to the podcast, Orla. Thanks very much. So we're looking back on the, the National League Cork's Division 1 campaign. It's all defeats to Mead and Dublin and then a victory against Waterford in the final group game that meant Cork avoided that relegation playoff. So having had a chance to, to reflect in the league, how would you grade Cork's campaign? Yeah, I suppose it, it's hard to know, you know, um, this year with the league, with only having three games, you know, it was hard for, for management in particular, um, you know, having a new management team in and having so few games to play. Um, it was difficult in that regard, but I suppose we just took each game as it came. Um, we were un- unlucky against Mead, you know, they're, they're a great side. We lost by two points in the end, but it was it was anyone's game. Um, it was an away game for us as well, so so we'd be out enough to, to Mead. Um, the Dublin game didn't go so well for us, but you know what, we we learned a lot from it and, and hopefully that will help us going forward into championship. And a crunch game then against Watford, um, we had to win it or we'd be in a relegation playoff, which we want to, to avoid. So I think we did put in a performance, a good, very good performance against Watford um, in CIT last weekend. So we were very pleased with that. Um, and the management as well got to see a lot of players in action, um, especially in the Waterford game. So, so that was important too for the championship and for, for the year ahead. There's a couple of important points almost to put a bit of context around Cork's league form. You mentioned the one there, the fact there's a new management team, Shane Renane came in as manager. Another important point is it, it's a different league this year again. It's not like the old style seven games and going into the semi-finals and finals. It was a, a three, three game group stage here. And it's also worth remembering too for Cork fans that the Morn Abbey contingent, they were missing on in bulk for the first two games and I know some came back for the for the Waterford game so when you when you factor all those in it, it wasn't really your normal run-of-the-mill campaign for Cork it wasn't no I suppose we've been used to getting to league semi-finals and finals over the years but look this is this is the way it is now and we've two months now to get ready for championship which we'll we'll um we'll work hard now now over those two months and hopefully it will send us going forward but yeah, um, I suppose a lot, every county, you know, only has those maybe three league games as well to prepare for a championship. So we're all in the same boat. So at least that. What are the big learnings you've taken from the league? So kind of like you said, there you have a couple of months now before the Munster Championship. That's against Waterford in early May. What do you think Cork need to work on ahead of that game? Yeah, I think just to get a good team performance in, you know, that's something that we really need to work on, that we all need to, you know, work hard for the 60 minutes that we're on the field and, and know that there'll be girls to come in from the sidelines and have, I think, a, a very big thing is there'll be competition for places this year. You know, as you say, the Moran Abbey girls are back now again. And over the next two months, girls have, have the chance to step up and show what they can do and, and fight for places on the starting 15 um, for a championship. Um, because there will be, you know, there are a lot of places up for grabs. None of us are safe, really. Um, so we do have to put in the work now over the two months and, Hopefully we'll be a, a good step ahead than we were in the league campaign um, with all that training behind us. Even an all-star forward like you, or like you, you feel your, your face, your, you feel your place isn't safe in the in, in, in this in this Cork setup right now. Because I suppose since Shane came in as manager, it's probably a fresh start for everyone. So all the players are putting their hands up. They, they, they want to get on that starting 15 for the championship. Yeah, definitely. When you play with a county team, your place is never safe. And if you think it is safe, then you know you're not working hard enough you I think you have to always have that in the back of your mind you know that you have to work your hardest at every training that you're doing and and that's the way you're going to improve so you know um there none of us do and there's a lot of girls that have to um that have a chance to prove what they can do now you know with the new management team as well so so that will be good as well I was looking at some of the, the players who played in the league over the, the last couple of games and Shane Renane has given youth its fling in a, um, we've seen the likes of Abby O'Mahony, Rachel Leahy and Derek uh, Keneary start the last game. It's great to see this influx of, of new young players come through. Does that keep everyone on their toes in the panel? It definitely does, yeah. Like I was saying, there's there's huge competition for places. Like I couldn't name what I think will be the starting 15 for championship. Um because there are so many girls putting their hands up. And as you say, the young girls really are working really hard. Um, you know, Abby had a fantastic game in the against Waterford there a few weeks ago or last weekend. And 
there's other girls as well, young girls that maybe were on the panel the last year or two, and and they're really pushing on now and showing that they're they're playing at a, a senior standard. So all of those girls will be pushing for for starting places come championship. Anyone I've spoken to, to about to anyone I've spoken to before about you all always says that you're so so competitive. So how do you react to the extra competition in the panel to see all these young guns coming in aiming for your spot and you're there, you've you've been there, done it, you've won it all, but you're you're hungry for more. So does the competitive side of Orlefin come out? It does, of course. Yeah, you all you never, you know, you never want to be dropped from from the starting team. And that's what makes you go out and do that extra bit and to work harder. Um, if that was gone for me, I wouldn't be playing with the with the county team this year. Um, so no, it, it is great to see that. You know, I'm even thinking back on 12 years ago or whatever when I started playing. You know, I suppose the older girls were probably seeing younger girls coming up as well, and I'm in their shoes now. So it's just it's about working that that bit extra hard now that I'm I'm pushing on. I'll be 30 now in April, so. Um, it is, yeah, just putting that extra bit of work in and enjoying enjoying the games, which is a, a big thing. You know, I find as I'm getting a bit older, I'm I am getting kind of nervous about games. So I'm just trying to this year try and relax and, and enjoy the, the year ahead. And I presume over the last couple of years you found your role within the group change as well, because you are one of those experienced players. So when those young guns are 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 coming online, they're probably looking to you for experience because like I said, you've been there and done that. So have you found that you're almost trying to impart as much knowledge? that you have onto them and help them whenever you can. Yeah, definitely. It's important. I remember when I was a 19 year old coming up to the, the Cork seniors and I was petrified and I, I'll never get how good the older girls were to me, you know, the encouragement and the support that they gave for me as a youngster coming on. So I try to just be as nice and as encouraging as I can to the younger girls and give any bit of advice that I can give, um, give to them. We had Shane Renane on the podcast it is back late last year, just after he was um, appointed Cork Senior Football Manager. And he said one of his goals was to keep that experienced cohort of players there, the likes of yourself, Martina, um, Kira Sullivan and so on, because you've been there and you've done that. Even before Shane came on board and before Efi left, um, were you still thinking, OK, I'm going to go again next year? Or, or has it crossed your mind the last couple of years, you know what, I might be coming towards the towards the end of it? Well, yeah, I suppose you probably would be thinking the last few years, you know, that I, this won't be forever. And I think this year in particular, I kind of came back, you know, I took a little break at the start. The girls went back to in November. I didn't go back till mid-January. But in my head last winter, I was saying I mightn't go back till, you know, February or March. But I actually started to really miss it. And I was in the group chat and the girls were talking about training and stuff. And I was like, I want to get back at it. So I went back mid-January and it, because I actually missed it. So I think what I'm trying to do myself this year is trying to enjoy it because it's not forever. Um, it's part of my life. I've been doing it for, I think this is my 12th season now. Um, I wouldn't know life without it. And when I did stop playing, you know, t- taking the break in the winter months, I did really miss it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to try and enjoy this year now and see what's to come then after that. And you're probably fine like the order you get the more you're going to enjoy it because you, like when you're younger you think it's going to last forever all Ireland finals big days out in Croke Park but again like you're so experienced you've seen both sides of the coin and you're you're at the stage of your your career now where you're thinking okay that there is there is an end hopefully not for a good few seasons yet but there is an end point there so you want to make the most of every opportunity right now yeah definitely even though as I said earlier I do I like the last few years I have been kind of more nervous about games and stuff than I would have when I was younger you know when you're younger you just throw yourself into it but as you get older you start doubting things um which has kind of crept in over the last years but I suppose nervous and being nervous and stuff is important too because it means it it shows that it means a lot to me um but yeah I've made a conscious effort now this year to try and enjoy it enjoy the trainings enjoy being back with the girls you know um and enjoy playing the games because you get some buzz after a game you know if if you win and I don't know is there anything else in life that will will match the buzz after winning a, a game with the girls so um as I say I'll enjoy it this year anyway and you can't beat the buzz of winning too and the hope is that that Cork will, will be in that conversation for the for the big prizes later in the summer looking back to last year obviously it was heartbreak against Mead in that All-Ireland semi-final it looked for so long that Cork were within touching distance of that final but it was just snatched away right at the end did it take you long to get over that defeat or have you got over that defeat to Mead? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it was a strange one because I was injured. So I was sitting on the sidelines just watching on. Um, I missed most of the championship last year, which was very hard. It was my first year really in, in the since I've been playing with the Cork seniors that I've missed a whole 
championship campaign. Um, but, but for the girls who were involved in it, I think I think it, it really hurt. And hopefully they'll carry that hurt on this year um, to the championship and just remember um, how it felt to lose. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it was a surreal feeling really looking on, um, even from the stands, you know, two minutes ago, I was like saying to myself, hopefully I'll be ready. My injury will be cleared up in, in another three, two or three weeks before the final. And I was even thinking about the final and lo and behold, Mead came back. Um, so I think a, a massive thing is it shows us that, you know, it's not over till the final whistle. And I, I remember when I was on the panel first with the, the older girls, you saw us sing a song, don't give up. It was like, don't give up till it's over. And Eamon Ryan, that was a big thing for him, you know, not till the final whistle goes. And in the Mead game, maybe, you know, we, we did stop playing and the concentration level went for the last two or three minutes. And, and that's what can happen in a game of football. And that's a real lesson for, 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 I suppose, for all the young players, especially the younger players, to learn. And it's, it's probably it's a harsh lesson to learn on the big stage like that. But you'd hope that that would steal them going forward too, that they can take that feeling afterwards, those couple of minutes, those days and hours afterwards, and use that to hopefully fuel and, and ignite something special later in the summer. Yeah, hopefully, you know, you if you you need to learn from these experiences, and I, I think I think we have learned from it, and we'll we'll carry that hurt with us now, and hopefully put in performances in, in the championship. So what's the plan the next couple of weeks? So like I said, it's not till early May if we take on Waterford in the Munster Championship. So how are you going to keep it um, tipping over for the next few months? Yeah, I suppose we'll just train away and concentrate on ourselves now for the next few months. Um, uh, training will probably, will be up in training and stuff, you know. So no, it'll be great. And the college girls are, are playing the O'Connor Cup at the moment. So we'll have them back fully with us as well um, for the next two months. Which, which will be great. And, and hopefully, as I say, the big thing is that we put in performances in any games that we play going forward. And before I left to let, let you go, I have to ask about Shane Renane coming in as manager. We all know him so well from his, his time at Moore Abbey. But having that change from Ethie Fitzgerald to Shane as a new manager, what have you found are the big differences? Yeah, I suppose, you know, we're very thankful for Ethie and all the time that he'd given over the last six years and his management team, you know, um, but I suppose with, with any new management team coming in, it, it freshens things up and it gives, you know, a lot of girls that, a chance to prove themselves again. And as I say, you know, that just shows that will really help with the competition that we have in the panel for places, because any girl can put their hand up, you know, and show what they can do because they need to impress the new management team, Shane and his team. So um, hopefully that will all, all help us now going forward with the new freshness to the whole thing. And hopefully like a good couple of weeks and months ahead and the best to look in the Munster Championship in the Ireland series. Orla, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a million, Kieran. Delighted to be joined by Avril Condell of Access Credit Union, who's here to tell us a little bit about Cultivate Farm Finance. So Avril, maybe just give us a brief introduction to what Cultivate Farm Finance actually is. So Cultivate is a collaboration of 40 credit unions uh, throughout Ireland. Um, West Cork has both Access Credit Union and Bantry Credit Union. Uh, the loan itself is up to 75,000 unsecured uh, for seven years is the max term, but obviously can be uh, personalised and customised to each individual's needs. Um, it's a great facility actually for, for farmers um, because it covers cash flow, um, machinery purchases, like there's a fertiliser crisis now as we know, um, so literally anything that is required for the farm can be covered by this loan. The, the rate is very competitive and uh, we can match the, the repayment term and the um, repayment frequency to each individual farmer depending on their enterprise. Um, and you also have the benefit of the life cover that comes with the credit union loan, which I think is very important for people these days at no extra cost. And if I'm a farmer and I'm listening to you on this podcast today, how can I get involved? So if you're not sure of which credit union um, you're involved with, you can go to Cultivate Credit Union directly, which is www.cultivate-cu.ie or you can phone 1800-839-999. And if Access is your credit union, you can contact me directly. So it's avril at accesscu.ie or you can ring me on 085-268-2727. Brian McCarthy and Anne O'Grady were key parts of the management team that guided the West Cork ladies to their first ever 
county title in 2020, defeating perennial champions Mourne Abbey. But unfortunately, as of last week, the West Cork ladies are no more. The regional side has been disbanded and Kieran has caught up with Brian and Anne to chat to them both about what this means for ladies football in West Cork. But Kieran, just your own thoughts firstly on the disbandment of the West Cork ladies because as we know over the last number of years it's given a brilliant chance to players from junior clubs to compete at the highest level in the county championship against sides like Mornaby. So this has to be a blow for football in West Cork. Yeah, big blow um, football in West Cork. Brian McCarthy described it in last week's Southern Star as a as a hammer blow, and you can't argue with that. I've been a big fan of the West Cork divisional team since they came online back in 2016. They had five, five really good seasons that culminated in that famous um, county final win against Mornavi back in 2020. And OK, West Cork were crowned county champions, and that was absolutely brilliant what they did. But it's almost... But this West Cork team was, was more than that. They just gave an opportunity for, for footballers um, across junior and intermediate clubs in West Cork to play senior football. And it's the likes of Laura Mahoney from O'Donovan Rossa, the likes of, of Libby Coppinger and her sister Maggie from, from St. Columns. You had Melissa Duggan in Donnie's, who's probably the greatest example, because back in 2016, when she was with West Cork, this was before she was even on the Cork radar, and Melissa played, played at West Cork. She got noticed by the the county selectors came in to the county setup and she's blossomed since and became one of the finest defenders in the country and an all-star defender to boot. Um, so it's just, it just West, this West Cork team, it just raised the standards right across the region. Um, it raised the profile of ladies football in West Cork. There's no doubt about that too. Um, it raised the competitiveness and the, and the interest in the county championship as well because Moore Abbey were rolling over all the other opposition before West Cork. Yeah, Kieran, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest point, I think, um, for, or not the, the biggest point. Obviously, we've mentioned some of the bigger points, but one of the key ones is the fact that Moore Abbey dominated this championship for, did they win it 10 years in a row? And finally, a team was capable of competing. And to my mind, that just improves the championship no end. What's the point in having a one team championship? Surely for the betterment of ladies football, women's football in Cork, having a second uh, top team makes the championship all the more interesting. Exactly, because if you look at those couple of years, there was three years in a row there, 2018, 19 and 20, when it was West Cork and Mornaby in the final. And there were some brilliant games there. Those teams had some brilliant battles against each other because you two top, top teams going into battle against one another. And Mornaby won in 2018 and 19, and then it was West Cork's turn in 2020. And while Moran Abbey, of course, like they would, they would have hated losing in 2020, they were getting that extra competitive games in in Cork that they weren't they weren't getting before. And it's no coincidence back in I think it was 18 and 19 that Moran Abbey were crowned All Ireland champions too. And Brian Cotter, the former West Cork LGFA chairman, made that point in in last week's Southern Star that he feels that West Cork almost steeled Moran Abbey for the challenges that came after because Moran Abbey were getting that those competitive real tough championship games right here in their back door in Cork. So when they went out in, into Munster and the All-Ireland Club Series that they were they were battle-hardened. So I think I think it's a huge loss to the to the county championship because you've they've lost a really, really good team. Obviously, they were county champions in 2020, but they've lost a team that added a real profile and spark to the county championship as well. And we saw last year West Cork set out the 2021 county championship because we were waiting for Rule 90 and the motion put forward by Cork to, to be um, to be debated and addressed at the LGFA Congress, which actually happened a couple of weeks ago, and that motion was defeated, and that's why West Cork aren't, aren't, aren't there now. But there wasn't that same spark about last year's championship because you didn't have that West Cork team there, and there was almost a case of, OK, Mornaby are going to win this, and they did. They beat Aero Og in the final, and I'd, I don't think I'd... I, I'm, when I'm, it's it's not a stab in the dark to say more are going to win this year's Cork County Championship because they're the best team there, and the odds are they'll win next year's as well. Because even though the likes of and so on are improving, they're still not at the level to to really really challenge this more team. So I think it's a it's bad news for the Cork County Championship too. And, and as you'll hear now from from Brian McCarthy and and O'Grady, these are two people who've poured their hearts into West Cork for for those five years, and, and they're really going to miss it. But they're. They're very frustrated too and they're very disappointed at, at this development because they can see the benefits, not just for ladies football in West Cork, not just for, for ladies footballers in West Cork, but for ladies footballers outside the county and in, in other counties too, if they can just open their eyes and see the benefit of what divisional teams can bring and how we can raise standards 
both in clubs, in divisions, and in counties. So um, good stuff here from Anne and Brian. Delighted now to be joined at the Star Sport podcast by Anne O'Grady and Brian McCarthy from the West Cork Senior Ladies Football Management Team. Before we chat to, to Anne and to Brian, just a bit of context on this. If anyone read last, last week's Southern Star, our front page story was about the loss of the West Cork Divisional Team. So it really is the end of an era. The West Cork Ladies Senior Football Team that was on the go from 2016 to 2020, those five magical seasons, that team is no more. It all comes down to... Um, a motion that went to the recent LGFA Annual Congress. It was a Cork motion, hoping to amend Rule 190 to allow divisional teams compete in the County Senior Championship, but that motion was defeated. So the end result is that West Cork cannot compete in this year's County Senior Football Champ- Championship, and they actually can't compete in the County Championships going forward either. So um, so like I said there, and it really feels like an end of an era. How did you feel when you heard the news that this West Cork adventure is over? Yeah, look, I suppose we're extremely disappointed. I, I suppose my, myself and Brian have had the honour, privilege, I, I don't know the exact word, of, of being involved for all of the seasons that the West Cork Divisional team existed for. Um, look, we knew it was it was going to be a, a very much an uphill battle to try and, and get Congress to change emotion. Look, the LGFA are notoriously difficult to change anything in their in their organisation. But look, we're extremely disappointed. I suppose anybody who has, has been either involved in or even just watching from the sidelines of, of, of what the division did for ladies football in Cork, I think. And I think anybody even who wasn't involved with West Cork directly, um, the other teams, you know, really did see how it upped the, the intensity in championship and, and made a big difference. So I do think it's a huge loss to the actual bite of Cork championship myself, um, besides the fact, obviously, that we're directly linked to it. Brian, I was talking to you for last week's Southern Star and you described it as a hammer blow to the ladies' football. And I think it's quite important here to note that there was absolutely no wrongdoing on West Cork's part over the last five years. West Cork were allowed to enter the county championship because the Cork County Board gave them the green light. So West Cork entered the county championship because they were allowed into it. And what a fantastic voyage you had over those five years. But you've had a bit of time now to almost digest this news. You've been, like Anne, involved from the very start. So... How do you feel right now? Um, thanks, Kieran, uh, and thanks for the support over the last number of years as well to you and the Southern Star. Um, like Anne, extremely disappointed. Still am. It's taking a while to sink in. I suppose there's nearly three phases of this: um, disappointment, frustration, and angry as well to to a degree because um, not just for for myself and Anne, but I think in ladies' football in general, I think there has to be a lot of questions asked about people who make these decisions and how they can see that the uh, benefit of not having divisional football involved in ladies is, is uh, helps ladies football become even better than what it is. Like Anne rightly says, I think uh, we've had some great battles, not just with more Abbey, obviously they're the highlighted ones, but I can remember having great battles with the likes of St. Val's and um, Airog and, Look, uh, yes, we went to, to finals and we laughed at semi-finals and we won in 2020. But I think anybody who saw us and saw the jewels that we had with those teams will say that um, we'll question anybody with a, any football brain in their head will say that we were of benefit to Cork Ladies football as a whole. And over the years, like we said, we've seen this West Cork team develop from 2016. And if you go back to 2016, when West Cork came online, there was a North Cork and an East Cork team as well at that time. Those divisions were coming together. But divisions seem almost unique to Cork when it comes to ladies football, because I was so surprised to see how heavily the motion was defeated. It seems like other counties actually can't grasp or don't understand the concept of, of a divisional team in ladies football and the benefits that that brings then. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm, I am unsure now. I obviously wasn't at Congress. I don't know how much the motion has gone into in detail or, or explained, but I really don't think people grasp what exactly it is. I don't even think besides that first year in 2016, Cork have fully grasped what divisional football can actually bring. We were the only ones who survived beyond 2016. And that was by, I don't know, some act of God nearly that we defeated North Cork in that very first game. And it could have been the other way around. Maybe North Cork would have been the division um, that would have survived for five years. I don't know um, what act of fate that was. 
But I really think it's disappointing. Even when you look at the likes of Waterford, Clare, you've got the banner, you've got Bally McCarberry just cruising to, you know, title after title. Bally McCarberry, I think, of 40 titles now or something like that. And you'd say surely maybe a divisional side would be an option there to put it up to them, to create a bit of competition, to give them, you know, that that bite in their championship as well. Um, I really don't think people see the, the merit of divisional football, which is strange because obviously it is there in the camogie, it's there in the hurling, it's there in the football. And it's just the latest football again, just seemed to be behind the curve again. Just on that end, the fact that there is divisions in divisional teams in the Camogie Championship, in the, the men's hurling, in men's football, but not in the LGFA, not in the Cork Ladies Senior Football Championship, it kind of beggars belief in some ways that the LGFA haven't grasped that the other codes are using divisional teams to such good effect. And why, why don't the LGFA follow the same route? Yeah, it really does beggar belief. I just I find it so hard to, to to understand. And I know there's been a lot of talk at the moment about you know the motion to to unite all the all the associations and everything. But again, the ladies football association seems to be, you know, I suppose the most stringent in and and I suppose least willing to kind of give up anything really at all. Like they 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 will engage in it once they keep every single thing themselves, their own president, everything. And I just think that they're not focused on what exactly is the best outcome for the players because while you have the dual players in, in inter-county like a divisional side is for the club player mm-hmm. I, and I know West Cork I, I totally understand that West Cork had a lot of inter-county players we were lucky that way I mean if if we existed this year we'd have a lot less inter-county players with Clan gone up Valley's gone up um, so I really think it was the club players who benefited the likes of the Siobhan Courtney's um, all of those who really got the chance to play senior football you know, Melissa Duggan came onto the scene in the Cork Seniors on the back of the first year in 2016 at West Cork. Um, I, I, I just really think it's the club player here has suffered more than the inter-county players. They have their high standards, they have their county games, but I think a divisional team offers senior high-quality football to a club player who might not ever get the chance to do it with their own club, through no fault of their own. Just on that, Brian, the opportunity that the West Cork divisional senior team gave to, to local players over the years and mentioned there the likes of Melissa Duggan. I'm thinking Laura Mahoney from a junior club like O'Donovan Rasa, Libby and Maggie Coppinger from St. Columns. Um, and there's, there's obviously far more than that. The fact that those players got to play in the senior championship, they got to put themselves in the shop window, they got to show the Cork boss, whether it was Evie Fitzgerald at the time, look at me, see what I can do. Like That was a fantastic opportunity for, for junior players in West Cork. Uh, absolutely, Kieran, And even in the... The present uh, cock manager, Shane, because we came up against with more Nabby, he'd have seen what we were trying to do with the divisional team. And, and he would have seen how competitive we were against them. Um, and now, because he's in the job at the moment, he's, he'd see the, the benefits of that. He probably knew about the girls already, but he'll now say that, look, these girls can compete at, at um, senior level. So there's that, I think, for the, the local club players. I look whether you're from Clannagale or you're from Bandon, just to name a few, whether you're from O'Donovan Rossa or you're from Bantry or any club that wants to be involved in it, the door was always open from myself and Anne and Jor and Dini and, and James and Michelle. It was always open to whoever wanted to come. And look, there was clubs there who were very, very open to it. And then there was clubs who were saying, look, we can't afford to let players go. We got that. And that was the nature of the beast. And going back to Anne's point, yes, we had a lot of inter-county players at one stage, but if we were there this year, we'd have lost an awful lot of inter-county players. But that was the nature of the beast. And we accepted that. We think the benefit for other counties, and that's the frustrating part of this, is that your counties voting in something that, first of all, they already didn't understand. And second of all, it didn't really affect them because they didn't have divisions in it, in their own mm-hmm. county. We were the only county that had a division in it. And we were making the... Cork Senior Championship extremely competitive and that's no disrespect to the other teams that are in there um, as I said we had great bands with Aero, St Val's um, and others as well but not to the degree that we know that we were extremely competitive in what we were trying to achieve um, look we lost more than that in two finals mm. no question about it and we, we didn't complain or we didn't say anything we just said right what's going to happen next year and the great thing about this was the enthusiasm from the girls whether you were a club player or whether you were a, a, a girl who was playing at county level and will verify this we within a month of the championship finishing or we were beaten or we had won girls wanted to know what was happening was it in next year we want to play you know when are we getting together again there was huge enthusiasm for it and 
it's very, very frustrating. We would love to have a chat with people outside the county and say, look, we take Kerry, for instance, your own county, whether there's girls down there who could see the benefit of this and explain to them. And yes, you have to go to clubs and explain to them as well and show them the merits that their girls would improve by playing with better quality girls in better quality games. And with respect to some of the clubs that are out there, might never reach this level. Just to pick up on that end, I don't, but personally, I don't think it's a coincidence that the, the West Cork team came online and all of a sudden West Cork ladies football almost took off. If you look at the success of West Cork ladies clubs over the last couple of years, Odon Van Ross have won county titles, Castlehaven are on a fantastic role, Valley Rovers now are flying as well. And a lot of our, our, those they had players from those clubs involved with the West Cork team. So they were getting in there, they're playing senior football, they, they never going back to their clubs. And all of a sudden, West Cork ladies football was on a high. Would you feel the same that that West Cork just benefited clubs too? That the players obviously benefited from playing senior football, but the clubs benefited in from their players playing senior football. Oh, 100 percent Um, like I, I suppose every player wants to play at, at the highest level possible, whatever that is to them. And your club comes first, like Brian and anyone who we worked with over the years, we've never once asked them to put the division before their clubs ever. And we always that that's the way we we operated. And the players knew that and they knew they could come to so whatever it was. But in return for that, I think that we really got the commitment from the girls then because they saw that we were going to work with them, whatever that meant, because we all were looking towards that goal, that senior championship. Um, it definitely strengthened the football within West Cork. It even just strengthened the profile of it alone. Mm. Just that we were in senior championship, people were talking about West Cork. People were looking for, you know, the gear to wear, going to games, small girls looking up to the the intercounty players, but now the West Cork players as well. Girls who before would say they wanted to play with Cork now had a dream of playing at West Cork. And I just think that that was powerful in itself. And and like that's not made up, that's genuine. Um, and I just thought that was amazing, really. And I suppose made it incredibly enjoyable to be a part of. And I suppose now that it's over on reflection, while you know people said over the years we should have won it in year one or year two, or look at the players you had. I'm glad it took five years because you know it's something I I really miss now, and I I'm just so glad I was a part of it for those five years. But I am glad that we got five years to create that real bond. And, you know, as well, I do think it's important to note that, you know, it did take us five years. So you can have all the talent you want on paper, but you've got to get the girls to think like a group, you know, and act together, you know, as a team. And it did take us that long to beat Warren Abbey and to beat Vals and to beat Aerog and to get it all together. And I think that does show the power of a club over a division. So I think that's important to note as well. That, you know, I suppose each year we were there, thereabouts, and it was fine to have all the, the talent that you want on paper, but it's it, there's more than that to winning a senior county championship. And I think all the girls will say the last year in 2020, when we did win it, it did feel like a club. And I suppose that that's really important as well, that the club is, you know, first and foremost for any player. And, you know, when it started to feel like a club, that's when we won. And made a brilliant point there, Brian, about West Cork about the opportunity it gave the club players. Not every footballer is going to play for our county, if we're being honest here. For, for some players, playing for West Cork is effectively playing, playing for the county. That's what they strive to do. And West Cork divisional team gave club players across West Cork the opportunity to put on the West Cork jersey and represent our club and rep, represent their division. And that was hugely important too. Absolutely. Just to reiterate Anne's point there, the amount of... People I've come across, parents of girls uh, who are currently playing with their clubs and saying that they wanted to play with West Cork, um, whether you're involved in West Cork development. And look, that look, you're looking to further them down to, to Cork down the road. But there was an opportunity then of playing with West Cork if they didn't really make it. And, and that was a huge help to parents, to players, to see that West Cork were opening a new door for them. Um, I think... It has to be looked at it like equality is a big thing here for, for me in, in this decision in terms of um, the LGFA saying they want equality across the board for girls. And I think this decision, it goes against that grain actually really and truly because I think if you want equality across for all players and you have a player out there who look for one reason or another, their club might be able to get to senior level, but yet this door was open for them to play with a divisional team and to strive to be better than what they are. Like if it's in men's football and if it's in Camogie and it's in hurling, why isn't it in ladies' football? That has to be seriously asked why at the top table. Um, but unfortunately, the decision has been made. And look, maybe when 
when, and it will be when, not if, when the uh, organization become one umbrella under one umbrella above in core park, maybe these rules might just change and you'll never see, you might see a division again uh, coming on board in West Cork and, and in other areas as well. I have to ask you too, Brian, about the, how competitive West Cork were in the county championship for those five years. Like Anne spoke about, it was, it, it was a journey from year one to year five and it culminated in 2020 with that, that brilliant victory over Morn Abbey. But if we think about West Cork and Morn Abbey in the county championship, there were some battles over the years and it really not only raised the standard of the Cork Ladies Senior Football Championship, but it also raised the profile. There was more column inches, there was more more interest generally in the ladies football championship because we had two genuinely top class teams rather than Mornabby who were going for the seven row back in 2020. Mornabby were just bossing. They were rolling over all the other club teams in the in the county football championship. West Cork came along, gave them a real challenge, real opposition. And maybe so coincidence that since West Cork came along, Mornabby went on to win the Ireland's because they had those battles here at home. But just from your own point of view, those battles with Mornabby, those games, like that was proper championship football. Yeah, and even talking to girls who might have come out of Cork minor football, and I, I look, there was, there, just to take an example, I think it was Laura actually said it to me one day where she was, we, she wanted to play senior football with West Cork and it took her a while to get used to the pace of the game. I think most girls found that coming from whether it was club or as I say, Cork, Cork Minor, they, the pace of the game was absolutely frightening and it was electric football to watch. It was up and down the field. Yes, look, you had certain teams who wanted to go defensive against us. I think from day one, we wanted to play an open, expansive type of game, which might have cost us in certain games. We get that. But we sort of stuck to the moral and the principles of that type of football that we wanted to bring. And I think you looked at different teams, different scenarios where, look, whether it was the first day against against Norcork, right? I never forget Ashton Judge had a game from Kinsale that I think she'll never have a game again where she stopped about six certain goals, and yet Orla Finn at the very very end blocked a shot from Breed Stack, and Breed Stack was full back for Norcork. Those things was sticking your mind all the time. Then you move on to the game against Saint Vals, which everybody thought we'd go down to McCroom and beat Saint Vals out the gap, and they beat us by two points. And going back to Anne's point, there was a lot more involved in this in, in saying to. 15 girls of a certain standard, oh, just go out and play. Like, it just doesn't happen. It, it certainly doesn't happen. And for one reason or another, we say the battles against Warren Abbey will probably stick out in my mind all the time because there were really, really good battles. The, the replay, or the first county final against them where it went to a replay. Yes, they beat us and were convincing winners in the replay. I, I totally put my hands up, but you're coming up against a team of a generation, I believe, probably one of the best club teams at this not just Cork, but all of Ireland have ever seen. And more, they, they deserve great credit for that. So then they're trying to battle against the club and everybody says, oh, you have to pick a division. But to try and formulate that, get a, a format that suits the girls that are there, get them to play together, try to get them to training. There's a lot of work involved. And um, look, in 2020, it just clicked. And we knew ourselves that if it clicked, we wouldn't be far away. And... Um, I don't think many people will forget uh, Dara Kiley's goal to win it at the end. I think um, she'll go down, she'll go down history for that one. Um, but um, very, very enjoyable battles. And I think going back to your point there about Morn Abbey winning two All Ireland's, great credit is due to him. But I think, and I'm not going to put more than Shane's motor in like this, but I think any coach worth the salt, and he is worth, certainly worth the salt, he knows that if your team can overcome a ferocious battle, it can only be good for them in games going forward. And I think that's what happened for them. And um, look, they deservedly won their All-Irelands and, and more luck to them. I want to kind of turn the mood in this conversation and, and make it almost a happier mood now because I know we're all disappointed West Cork is gone. So looking back over the five years, what are the, the highlights and stand-up moments for you? Oh, God, that's a tough one now. Um, there's, a, there's actually quite a lot, I suppose. Like, I mean, obviously, the standout highlight moment, of course, is winning the, the county final in 2020. But, you know, I, I suppose when I look back and I'd like, I, I've, I've been really fortunate in, in, in my footballing managerial coaching career to be involved in a lot of different types of teams, you know, between underage and Bantry, intermediate and Bantry, um, West Cork, obviously, developments, Cork minors. Like I've had massive experiences, but I, there was just something special about West Cork. I, it's, it's actually very hard to put your, put your finger on it. And actually Brian Cotter, the night of our, um, our, chair, our chairman from last year, um, 
on the night of our social just put it really well like like it just did something that winning that that, that county final it just was the culmination of genuinely five years it wasn't just 2020 it was the hurt getting close getting close getting beaten you know it was just everything coming together but I I would say if I, if I had to pick a highlight it's it's, it's genuinely the friendships that I've, I've gained from it you know be it managerial or be it from the players and just the bond that created in West Cork between the girls. I think any of those girls would do anything for each other now and they're, they're genuine friends. And I, I'd like to think that even as a management and players that we've left West Cork now as friends, that senior team, but in, in, in a very good place, a very positive place where, you know, they might be, I suppose, rivals on the pitch for 60 minutes, but at the end of the day, you know, they'll always be, be united by that county medal and what we did for five years. I think it really meant something, certainly to me anyway. Brian, in its current guys, obviously the West Cork team, like we said, it's the end of an era, but Rule 190 does allow for amalgamated teams to go forward. So um, you can have players from three junior clubs or from one junior or one intermediate club can amalgamate the former senior team. Do you think we could see West Cork in a different guise or do you think that West Cork is going to be parked for now? The heart says, I wish it could, Kieran, but I think anybody would have brain cell or common sense will realise that that rule is absolutely nonsensical. I think if you were asking any person who involved a division to go to three junior clubs and try and get eight players from that junior club, minimum eight players, to form a panel for a division side to play a senior championship, I think is asking quite a bit. That really is just, uh, it's just un- unreal and unbelievable and uh, it, it's not realistic whatsoever. So I think whoever in their wisdom decided to put that rule in there decided, ah, look, this is the best way not to formulate a divisional side, I think, um, which is unfortunate, Like, but it is what it is. Um, I would hope, I would hope I'm always an optimist, an, an optimist um, that maybe down the road, maybe, just maybe, we might be having a conversation or where maybe no management might be having a conversation in two or three years' time that... Uh, a divisional side might start up in West Cork again under a different guise. But in terms of the new going to three junior clubs or one intermediate and two junior clubs, I think that's just not realistic, Kieran, to be honest. I'd love it to happen because I think um, it gives, uh, like we've reiterated how many times that it gives players, club players, a great chance to play at a higher level and go back to their own clubs, even better players. Um, But at this stage, I don't think so. I know it kept the two of you incredibly busy over the years and, of course, all the other members of the management team since 2016. But, Anne, how much are you going to miss the West Cork team? Oh, God. Um, like, I actually can't. I, like, I genuinely can't put that into words. Um, I think since 2020, we knew we were in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. myself and Brian regularly had the conversation, we're going to be in trouble once we win. You know, there's going to be mm-hmm. something come, some obstacle come our way. And, look, it's the biggest obstacle that you could have imagined, I suppose, or we could have imagined. Um like, like I already said, you know, with all the teams I've been involved with, you know, I, th- I think if I could go back to one this year now, it would be the West Cork senior senior ladies. You know, I just think that there is something there. You get new players, you get player turnover. It's forever changing. It's just, and I don't know, I suppose being from West Cork as well, you know, they say that there's something about that, that people describe themselves not from being from Cork, but from West Cork. And I think that that's what it's all about. And the fact that we were all obviously you know, fighting for the one cause or whatever you want to say and for the one jersey, I just, I honestly can't put into words how much I miss it and I suppose now that it's actually on paper, you always had that hope that we were clinging to, but now that it's actually on paper, it, it's really devastating. Ryan, final question, I'll come to you. You've been there, like Anne, you've been there since since day, day one with this, that, that day in, uh, in Ballyvore and I remember going to that game, I actually, I couldn't find the pitch first. I was there trying to Jesus, where is this game on? And, and then, then I got there. But even the memories of that game, you mentioned Breed Stack there, and she was incredible that day, pouring up the field for, for North Cork. Like it was an incredible game. And it was the start of a almost a, a magical journey that went on for, for five years. And I think 50 or 60 um, West Cork players got the chance to play championship football for, for West Cork. So I want to ask you, Brian, how much are you going to miss it? Because you were involved so much over the years. So um, what's going to fill, fill this hole, fill this void for you? Don't come up with easy questions, Karen. Unfortunately, very much like Anne, I think um, it becomes part of you. Um, you look forward to it every year um, without question. I think um, 
And since 2016, since I got a phone call from the Westcock board chairperson at the time to say, would I get involved? I said, absolutely. Um, it's been a joy to be involved with. And there's times myself and Anne and everybody else would be scratching their heads to, say, you know, to see who's going to talk for training, how many do we have and all this. But I think there's days, there's those memories will stick out. Um, I think the memories will always be there. I think till the day we part as earth, I think it's, it's been a fabulous, fabulous journey. Just one memory comes to mind is we were above and we say my own club pitch here in, in Dream League. And we think the Sunday before the county final, we did the training session. I think three quarters were now was all fun. And we we're thinking about how we can prepare for a county final. And I don't think I've ever seen a happier bunch of players walk out of a, a, a training pitch um, in good form. And then we train on the Tuesday and Thursday. And obviously, we, we, we were doing our tactics and our, our, our game plan. But um, that was one. But uh, I think so many memories. And great credit is due to just the Westcock board, the sponsors uh, that helped us along the way. But also the players deserve huge, huge credit for this because... Look, you have the likes of Claire O'Shea, Christina O'Sullivan, Anya Terry, Neve Terry coming up from Ahleys, and you've, we say, Dara and, and Emer Kiley coming down from Ballancolic and Valley Rovers and girls from Shannon. You've Fiona Keating was coming from Bannon Spittle. So huge mileage done, but all for one cause and all for uh, the enjoyment of playing football at senior level, which they wanted to do. Um, nobody forced them, nobody asked them they just wanted to do it and I think like Anne said I'm delighted it took five years of course we went in year one, we wanted to win it but because it took five years I think there's a bit more satisfaction in that that the realisation that yeah, we had to go through a bit of hurt but when we finally won it I have to say it was as good as anything I've ever won It's the end of an era um, thanks for the memories, hopefully we'll see West Cork back in a different guise at some stage in the future, who knows what the future holds. If the if that amalgamation gets the green light at some stage, you might get West Cork back on board again. And the dream team of, of Brian and, and, and the rest can come back on board. But thanks very much for coming on for the, for the chat today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kieran. And, and as, as Brian said earlier, thank you to you and Southern Star for all the coverage over the years. It certainly made, made things a lot easier for us with the profiles. Thank you very much. Hi, Avril here from Access Credit Union. We are delighted to once again sponsor the Star Sports Podcast. As part of our range of new business loans, we now offer Cultivate Farm Finance, the farmer-friendly loan package. With a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by Access Credit Union. To find out more, go to accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate, call me on 085 268 2727 or 028 21883, where a member of our team will be happy to help you with your inquiry. Okay, Kieran, let's quickly wrap up this week's podcast then with a preview of what's coming up in this Thursday's Southern Star, which will be in shops on Thursday, despite the fact that it's St. Patrick's Day. So if you're looking to spend your day reading some excellent local sport, the Southern Star will be available across West Cork and, of course, online. So, Kieran, what is in store for readers on this St. Patrick's Day edition. There's something for everyone. We've all the sports covered in this Thursday's Southern Star. Just want to say huge congratulations to Barra Community School. They were crowned All-Ireland's um, School Senior D Football Championships last weekend. So we have a full page on that, the match report and reaction from a memorable day for, for Barra Community School. Also, Sacred Heart Secondary school in Clonakilty won a Munster football title last weekend. So congratulations to the Sacred Heart. So that's well worth checking out as well. Tom Savage of the Tree Red Kings has put a really, really good piece together on Fenine Witcherly for this Thursday Southern Star. So Fenine uh, has won one Irish cap so far. And Tom is asking what Fenine needs to do to add to that one Irish cap. And he's suggesting a positional change for Fenine. So that's well worth checking out. We've had two-page special, like we said earlier, on the Clannacilty Park Hotel West Cork Rally. Um, top, top stuff from Martin Walsh here as he goes through the, the, the local drivers, the local interest, the rally itself. And he's some good local angles in this two-page preview. And a treat for, for West Cork GA fans. We have an extract from Dennis Hurley's new book, Cork Hurling Game of My Life. Um, and we have a chapter on Johnny Crowley, who's originally from Inneskeen, um, the, the car curler, I think he won five 
four or five All Irelands in the seventies or eighties. So we have an excerpt from from that, and it's well worth well worth reading. Top class stuff there from from Dennis Hurley, and the very best look to Dennis in that book, which has been launched quite soon as well. And and soccer wise, interesting. We've obviously the West Cork League news, but just a, a quick heads up on John O'Donovan. He's a young soccer player from Ardfield. He's a he's a, a student at Clannacilty Community College, but he's been selected on the Irish school squad for the Centenary Shield, and that starts for Ireland on Thursday. Um, I think they're playing Scotland up in Dublin. So congrats to John O'Donovan. He's in with the, the Cork City under-19s. He's done great stuff with the under-17s. He's um, former West Cork um, Kennedy Cup player, learned his trade at Ardfield. He's going on to bigger and better things. So we've that news and a lot, lot more in Thursday Southern Star. Brilliant stuff, Kieran. And of course, if you can't make it to the shop on St. Patrick's Day, you can subscribe at any time online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and subscribe for less than two euro per week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast this week we'll be back at the same time next week if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts slant tongle